T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. And welcome to Overnight America. What a... Sad day in St. Louis with blues legend Bobby Plager passing away, dying in a car accident on 64. It was one of those news events that throughout the course of the day you heard updates on. And because it uh, closed down 64, people were getting updates on it. And then it was later revealed the person that was sent to the hospital who later passed was that blues legend that everyone in the region absolutely loved. I mean, everyone loved Bobby Plager. When I start to look at the reactions online, I feel like I may have been the only person in St. Louis who never met him because he was just he was the type of hockey player that was so involved with the organization. It's charity events. It's anything that you would run into him <laughs> and there he would be. And he would just be that old school hockey guy that you could take a picture with or shake his hand or say hi to and he might even tell you an old hockey story or two if you're lucky enough and i know there's probably people that are listening tonight that had the opportunity to bump into him at some point in their lives and bobby plager passing away today uh, it's just so sad to see that oh an absolute legend and for st louis i know what it's like for a someone to have spent so much time with the club to be one of the original to be involved with the organization well after their playing years in multiple capacities, to be out there and be a spokesperson in a lot of ways, because when people think of the St. Louis Blues and they think about the players and the alumni, the ones that are still active, they always thought Bobby Plager first. And you think about those that have really contributed to the, I guess the happiness factor for the fans and for the area and for the organization. And it's hard not to put Bobby Plager in, that number one slot. I mean, him and Brett Hall, really. In the St. Louis Blues and really all the Blues fans and the NHL, heartbroken of what happened today. And I know there's probably people that are listening right now that have a Bobby Plager story, if you want to call that in. I first person I thought of was Big Al, because he seems to have a story for just about everyone. But if, if you want to talk about that or maybe a time that you ran into him, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And one of the things I saw posted on social media was from KSDK. It was, I think someone was posting a moment when Frank Cusimano was on the ice with him 
in Boston after the Blues won the Stanley Cup. And we know what that meant for him. You know, you kept hearing the stories of Bobby walking the halls back and forth. And if you were to look down onto the carpet, you would see it worn down for the amount of times he walked it back and forth. You would get that feel for it. You would know that it was a lot of emotion going through his body every single moment, thinking about this club and how much it meant to him. And we know that it meant a lot for the players, too, to have someone like that on their side, someone that was rooting for them, part of an organization that really cares for its own. And on the ice, they asked him about it, the emotions. And I I listened to this, and I thought of all the different interviews I heard. This is the one that really was touching to me. It really gave the emotion of, I've waited all these years for a moment like this. Here, let me play this for you real quick. I think you'll like it, too. Bob Plager over here. Bob, the man who's been with the franchise for 52 years. Yeah. Put into words what this means to you, sir. Well, it's unreal. You know, I had three chances, didn't make it. But tonight makes up for it all. And whatever happened before, this night makes up for it. Not just for me, as I told you before. St. Louis, our fans, our players, our owners. I mean, I don't know what to say. It was uh, it was for me this series walking around, but I wanted it so bad, so bad. You've been talking about this parade for years, Bob, and you're going to get your parade. Well, I'm going to get it. And there's a guy named O'Reilly this year. I gave him his sweater. The players are sweater when they come in numbers. And I told O'Reilly, I said, you know, I need a parade. And tonight he said, he got me one. That's what he said. I'll get you. How they, often uh, during this celebration or when you knew it was coming, did you think about your late brother Barkley, one of the great blues players of all time? Well, we were talking about, we thought about it a lot, all the players in there, the Jimmy, the Noel Bacard, and Al Arbor, the Solomons. I mean, there's so many blues players up there, and and they're, I think we're going to party down here. They're partying up there, and I thought about them a lot. Oh, man. We're going to party down here. They're partying up there, I guess. And there was photos, of course, he uh, visited his late brother with the Stanley Cup. Um online and it, it i it was a heartwarming thing and all the different reactions there's some posted at kmox.com if you wanted to read some of them pat maroon it's r.i.p bobby you were always smiling always had a great story to tell the st louis blues family will miss having you around number five tom ackerman i'm numb i love you bobby r.i.p number five uh kevin wheeler horrible absolutely horrible so sad for his family and friends so sad for blues fans actually just so sad in general Great photographs of him, and I really think I should grow out a mustache. The years he had a mustache, he had, he had a nice one there going for a while. Here's one of him on stage for the Stanley Cup celebration. What a cool thing, and the ovation that he received. Real amazing. Laura Brannigan, well, the management of Laura Brannigan, I should say. What a special year that was for the song Gloria. Uh, they even put out and said they were sorry for the passing of the blues legend. Uh, and you can read some more of these reactions online too. Mayor Krusen is in there and some other former players, just really uh, even the Cardinals organization. And of course the St. Louis blues coming out within a reaction too. Uh, let's go to Dan. Who's calling in. Welcome to overnight America. And I tell you, uh, he never ever turned down an autograph or a picture. He was walking one time uh, during intermission over at a blues game a couple years ago with his wife. And I stopped him and I asked him, I said, hey, look, Bobby, can I get a picture and an autograph from you? He signed my puck, and I got it in my man cave right now. And uh, uh, he said, sure. And he grabbed me and pushed me, pulled me over to him, and we took our picture. And then here comes a bunch of other other people uh, lined up, and he did not 
uh, term, one person down. He's so, he, you can hear him tell his wife, sorry, honey. And she said, take care of your fans and that uh-huh. stuff. But uh, I would see him around the, uh, the arena all the time. He, he was uh, he's the best. This is like losing Jack Buck and Stan Musial. And mm-hmm. uh, this is going to really be tough on the city for a while. And uh, I'm very sad tonight. Uh, thanks well, for taking my call. Thank you for your uh, your time, Dan. And you know what? I, I feel like I might have been the only person in St. Louis who didn't run into him. And if I did, it was one I didn't recognize at the time, mostly because, um, you know, we spend so much time looking down, looking at other places. You go to watch a game or whatever, and you're you're looking at a different spot, and you don't even know sometimes. I don't know how many people just accidentally bump into him and take a photo or had stories of them getting a story from him, things like that. I go through social media, and I see everyone has had a photo with him. If you want to talk about um, the loss of the St. Louis Blues organization and the loss of uh, the St. Louis Blues fandom with Bobby Plager, you can give us a call now at 314-436-7900. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listen anytime, anywhere. Get the Radio.com app and add KMOX to your favorites. You know, I love old-time hockey players. I really do. I like their stories. I like how things were different. I like watching the videos of them playing without advertisements on the boards and no helmets. <laughs> I love all of it. You go back and look at some of the old trading cards, too. The old logos, the artwork, everything, and how it was packaged together. He was part of a very special era and a very special team. Bobby Plager passing away today, dying as part of a car accident here on 64 here in St. Louis. And I was reading some text messages that came in. And if you want a message, you can, too, at 314-436-7900. Bobby was a gift to the world. I'm so happy he got to see the Blues bring Stanley home. Me, too. Me, me, too. You think of all the players that never had that opportunity, the ones that waited an entire lifetime. There's some greats that just don't get a chance and maybe they had it within their reach. They made it to the finals, but never actually got their name on it. Others had the opportunity to enjoy it with the teams they love. We know that Brett Hall won in other at or, other organizations, but not here in St. Louis, but for the blues to bring a Stanley cup back home, you can tell he loved it more for the blues to win it than the organizations he was with when he actually got his name on the cup, you know? I mean, it was a Dallas and Detroit. I think he won with, uh, I think he was on both of those clubs when they won, but you know, it's a little bit different when it's the team that is near and dear to your heart that you can see it and to know you're a part of, it really is something special. And you can, you can see the way they react. You can see the look in their eye. It is truly remarkable. Uh, you can find some of that at KMOX.com If you want to see some reaction there, if you want to add your own, that's fine too. Just want to do a quick note. I saw this earlier today that Kara Spencer and Tashara Jones both made an appearance on the Dave Glover show. They came on and spent a little bit of time. And I, I listened to the interviews. They were more or less just, uh, here's an introduction to our audience. Why don't you give us a, a little pitch of what your points are that you're running? Uh, what's, the, what's the thing that you want people to know? So it wasn't really an in-depth or challenging type of interview. It wasn't something like the debate where they were asked uh, questions where, you know, how are you going to handle specifically uh, school funding? And no, it wasn't like that. So if you want to go listen to that, I know they have it posted up, the Radio Rewind links, but, it, you know, the podcast has it as well. And I, I keep hearing some common themes between Kara Spencer and Tashara Jones. And uh, Tashara Jones, one of her big 
talking points is that she, you know, she immediately can start on day one because she's already got the relationships in place, things like that. I want to point out on Twitter, I decided to put together a thread of the times while she was treasurer in office that there was, I mean, to me, at least allegations or abuse of taxpayer funds and resources. And there's a lot of opportunities and news stories. So I decided just to take the screenshots of the articles themselves. You can go and read the full article and read the follow-ups and things like that. But there are a lot of examples in her past where there were abuses. You know, why in the world was she taking all of these trips on the taxpayer money? Why in the world is she making, you know, a hundred grand and still get a company car? Uh, what's the what's the point of that? Why are why are she giving these millions of dollars to her campaign donors when we don't really know the bidding process? You know, why it, why is it that people were suing her because they said they were fired because of political retribution? Why this? And so this is what I want to point out. There's more of a history with these candidates than just the mayoral debates. There's just more than here's what I think should happen in the city. And it's not we're not taking people and candidates from a fresh start. We're not taking uh, Kara Spencer and Tashara Jones as if they're in a vacuum and anything they've done in the past is irrelevant. And we only want to listen to as many buzzwords as they can put into a sentence and then vote based on that. It's got to be more than that. I mean, there is a long track record of problems and I don't think that ends. And I don't think it magically changes when they get into office. There's a lot of other characteristics of people that just don't automatically change when there's all of these other allegations against them. And it, it's like, yeah, you can defend yourself, but the problem that we're finding is that these things aren't even being brought up right now. And I think they're all relevant. Kara Spencer, uh, for example, you can listen to her interview when she came on with the Dave Glover show or listen to her part. And as she's worked in different wards, she's got a history, too. And you can go back and research these things. And ultimately, you may think to yourself, it means nothing. It means nothing. Uh, the, the history and the background of the candidates mean nothing. I just like them because they, you know, fill in the blank. You know, or they mention these words. Or I identify with this group, so I'm going to vote for them. You know, stuff like that. You, if it's going to be one of those deals where it, it, to, to you, it doesn't really matter who the person is as long as they use the right words. Oh, they okay, then whatever. A lot of people, I guess, do vote for that. Uh, some people care. Some people care about the history. Some people care about the actions and the things that they've done in the past. Some people care. So I wanted to just do a quick mention. I did a thread on Twitter. If you want to go look at that at Ryan Wrecker, and maybe I'll post it up on Facebook too. But you know, just doing a little bit of uh, just a little pointing out some things I've witnessed in my time here in St. Louis, and even though it hasn't been that long, I have seen a lot. <laughs> Oh, Chris is calling in from O'Fallon. Welcome to Overnight America. What do you say there, big buddy? Hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, Dad, uh, Brian, I just I would make a quick mention here of the uh, debate last night. I, I hope all the uh, success for uh, Kara Spencer as a former, uh, you know, city resident, and that's where I was born. Uh, I just, uh, I, I, I think she has some better ideas as she uh, was... Uh, Sorry, I get my words right. Just she just had, seemed to be more prepared. And uh, what you mentioned at the tail end of last night's show, what Tashara Jones was saying about, I guess like the they were white supremacists. That the, you know, well, as a Catholic, I was highly offended. But uh, what yeah, had, you what can go see those tweets. As, 
Yeah, yeah her, they were public tweets, and uh, don't worry, they were saved. It is pretty offensive. I mean, things that she said about the police, police union, um, things that she said about the Catholics that were there praying that night, calling them, what, white nationalists, KKK rally. This was, uh, they were praying the rosary that night, and the people showed up and started uh, harassing them, and people were punching them, I mean, physically assaulting them, and to categorize them that way, those that were out there to pray, it was pretty uh, ridiculous. So uh, it's worth noting those things. In fact, I didn't even put that as part of my thread. I was just looking at some of the instances of her as a politician and just the things that she said online. There's been some really questionable, derogatory and offensive things that she said. So, yeah, it's right. It's well, maybe noting. she would. Maybe she was a parent uh, trying to appeal to uh, the militant uh, base of the, the Democratic Party in, in town. But I just uh that, that doesn't no, I mean, go uh, unnoticed. Yeah. There's a lot of people that hate the police. And it's sad because you can't be the mayor of St. Louis and then try to push all of this division and say, I'm here, I'm going to bring everyone together through division. It doesn't work that way. So th- there's a track record. we got to look at the track record between the candidates. But I know that's not what you're calling in about. No, just, uh, just quickly, Ryan, uh, condolences to... Um, uh, Bobby Plager's uh, family, his uh, his children, his grandkids, his, his wife. Uh, I just uh, it's a sad day, and uh, he's he was a great uh, ambassador for hockey, and it's like losing a member of the family. He just he's a class guy. He he liked to play a lot of pranks. I was listening to a lot of shows through the day here, and uh, um, Dave Glover's show had a lot of insight and. Uh, what Mike Claiborne's uh, show earlier had to say, and uh, he just uh, he had a great sense of humor, but he he was he was loyal to the club, and I just uh, the lo- the love that the uh, the Blues organization showed him and the fans too. Uh, it was it was just uh, just beautiful, and uh, I it's it's uh, sad what transpired, but uh, I'm sure he'll be joining his brother Barkley in uh, heaven, and uh, he's just. Uh, just an all-around class guy. Yeah, he's definitely going to be missed, and he was someone that was a great ambassador for the St. Louis Blues, someone that was always there, cared so much about the organization, and will be remembered positively. Everyone has these memories of him, and uh, real today I'm regretful that I never had the opportunity to meet him. But, hey, thank you very much for calling in. Good to hear from you tonight, Chris. I haven't heard from Chris in a while. It's been a little bit. Producer Mike likes to mention when Chris calls in, he tries to bet if he'll call me the Wreckmeister or something along those lines. There's always a nice term of endearment that he starts his sentence with. Uh, 314-436-7900. Kevin Colleen tweeted something earlier today. And when I saw it, my heart was, it, it started to um, get my, my chest started to get tight. I thought, no, not this again. Please, not this again. I'll tell you what that is after the weather coming up to on Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Cardinal Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And KMOX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Hear his daily reports, mornings and afternoons, and on Cardinal's Open Live. Sponsored in part by Norm's Bargain Bar and Wilkie Windows. On your voice in the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Overnight America is live up until midnight, then we have the replay hour, so you're always welcome to join in while we are live at 314-436-7900. I'm on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. You can find me on there, and we can hate social media together, hand-in-hand, digitally, of course. Jim is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. Hope you're having a good evening. Uh, Man, devastating news. I tell you, I... I had the chance to meet him. My son and I went over to the mills when the Blues used to have their practice over there. It's been quite a few years because he was a little guy then. Uh, he had taken a puck with him, and uh, Mr. Plager had signed uh, my Blue Note book, and uh, he asked my son, he says, were you trying to get an autograph? He said, yeah, Keith Kachuk. That was his favorite player. And uh, he took the puck. He said, I'll get it signed for you. And he, he went and he got it signed for him. I mean, it was just the coolest thing. Yeah, it was, it was such a nice guy, too. I've met him on other occasions, too, and he's, he's always just, he was always just so nice and so jovial, you know? I mean, he just, what a sad day, you know? Yeah, that goes to show you how much he really cared about the young fans, and that's something hockey is really, really good at, is taking care of the young fans particularly in the 90s, they made a big push for it. But for the fact that he would take that extra effort and say, I'll, I'll take care of you, that is so cool. Yeah, that was. That was neat as anything. I'll tell you what, the guy is uh, he's a hell of an ambassador for St. Louis, you know, and he just it's horrible news, horrible news. Yeah. All right, well, th- yeah, thank you for your call, Jim. Appreciate that. 314-436-7900. Uh, sad night. Yes, indeed. You know, I wanted to uh, talk about something else on the website that I saw. I couldn't believe it when Kevin Colleen tweeted this out. I'll, I'll tell you about it in just a moment. Uh, I, I always get your name wrong and I always pronounce this incorrectly. Rodrine, welcome to Overnight America. Yes, it is. I talk to you from time to time. I like your show. Thanks. But I, today I was saying I was in my car driving and I heard about the accident but I had no idea it was Mr. Bobby Plager. But my husband and I used to go to the old arena, and we watched him play hockey. And my husband liked him so because he was a good checker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he, he was a good checker. He was. He was really good. And uh, such a um, nice, pleasant person. My daughter's mother-in-law worked at the arena for about, and then she worked at the at the uh downtown at the Savage Center, mm-hmm. and 
she was an usher down there, and she passed away, and they had a celebration for her. And they invited mm-hmm. us, and everybody. It was just really nice. They, it's a really nice organization, the Blues are. And I still watch hockey, but I, I like him, and my husband did too. And he would yeah. always say that the Blues would, he always wanted the Blues to win the Stanley Cup. But he passed away in 2017, and he did uh, not get to see them win the Cup. But he always wanted the Blues to win the Cup. And we love Bobby Plager and his checking. Well, how many games have you attended in your lifetime? I would say about maybe 20. Okay, so you've been to a few, but and it spans over many decades, a, a lot of the early years of the club. Yeah, we lived in this area for about over 50 years, so in the Skinkadabalva area, and we used to walk up there to the Checkadome. And yeah. <laughs> and I really liked when they played the Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite games to attend, the Red Wings and the Blues. And to see Bobby checking. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask real quick: Were they smoking in the Checker Dome when you would go to a game? Oh yes, they could smoke. <laughs> you would go in there, <laughs> and there would be. Smoking. And they had a, they played basketball there too. They had. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and they, what was it? Uh, what was the proper attire? Well, how would you dress to go to a game back then? Well, uh, just casual. Nothing, okay. you know, nothing really dressed up. But I think it was a little better than they dress now. Because yeah. I was just down to the <laughs> to the Savage Center. Well, it's not the Savage Center. They got it's, it has a new name now. But I've been down there to the hockey games, and they really dress much different. Yeah, he was a Bobby was a great checker. I mean, I've seen some videos of him. He could line you up real easy. He just had a great way of uh, tracking you. <laughs> he could track you on the ice, and then once you were locked in, you were done. You weren't escaping him. <laughs> and his brother was good too, Barkley. Play, mm. you know, he passed away. You know, before many years ago. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you for sharing your memories. I appreciate that. That's good. So many great memories of Bobby Plager, really. I missed out on those glory years. And I, you know, I'm a person that grew up in Detroit. I watched a lot of Red Wing games. I watched a lot of the rivalry between the Blues and the Wings in the 90s because, you know, being in the Central Division, they would play each other a lot and meet each other in the playoffs, which seemed a lot too. And I always liked the rivalry. It was always a great thing. I loved Grant Fuhr. He was my favorite goalie growing up. I don't know why I liked him so much. The Wings had Chris Osgood and Mike Vernon in them in the 90s. Eventually, Dominic Hasek. And, you know, they they had so many interesting goaltenders. But, man, I just loved Grant Fuhrer. I just thought he was the greatest thing. And it was just so fun to see them play each other. In that one year, he was just an Iron Man. Man, he played so many games. I just admired that, but so many great memories and you'd watch this. And even if I was a hockey fan in the nineties, it still kind of dates me because, you know, Bobby Plager goes back even further. What I was able to appreciate, at least in hockey organizations is the way the clubs had the ability to uh, bring in the alumni and use them in a way that was positive to the club. And a lot of these players, I know they appreciated it. They know that they have this home in the St. Louis blues where you can go back into the alumni room and see some of the old timers that wanted to come up and catch a game during the playoffs when the blues were such a hot commodity a couple of years back when they won the Stanley cup 
people would talk about the alumni that would come back and hang out and you'd see names and a wait list of names that haven't been around in a long time. But there was always the ones that were there day in and day out. You got your Brett Halls and you got your Bobby Plagers who he'll be missed. Uh, KMOX.com. You can find more about him on there. Thank you for the messages here tonight. It's always fun to talk. KMOX.com had this one story. Uh, Kevin Colleen on Twitter said he stumbled upon something on Delmar. And I'm watching the video right now. And I'm looking at it. It's about to get 1,000 views on Twitter. It's, it's right around the corner. And what looks like a somewhat empty street, it doesn't look like there's too many people around. It doesn't even look like there's too many uh, cars out for the most part. What I'm watching right now of what he stumbled upon in Delmar was the loop trolley taking a test run. Oh, no, you got to be kidding me with this loop trolley business again. What is this trolley doing out in public? Are they just making sure the lines haven't rusted over? Are they just making sure that the tracks are still lined up on the ground and maybe haven't been somehow vandalized? What are they doing with this test trolley? And the thing is moving so slow, I just imagined okay, we're going to bring this thing out and we're just going to frustrate everyone. This is what I'm ultimately hoping is happening because part of the story is that we have no idea, no idea why this thing was out in broad daylight. Orange trolley car labeled testing spotted and there were five maintenance workers on the car who said they couldn't comment. <sighs> you don't have to get this thing ready. No one wants to fund the thing. No one wants to put the hundred and... Uh, you know, one million two hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. No one wants to talk about all the wasted tens of millions of dollars. No one wants to talk about the abysmal ridership and the inability to even get people on this thing. No one wants to talk about the ongoing tax that continues in the district that's not funding this thing. No one wants to talk about any of this stuff. And you're trotting this trolley back out. So this is what I really hope is happening. I'm hoping that they have a buyer. And the buyer said, let's take this thing for a test run. I want to make sure it works before we send it off to fill in the blank, whoever wants this thing. This is what it's like. Can I give an analogy? I've known people who have owned boats and I've owned, uh, I've never owned a boat myself, never wanted to own a boat, but this is what they say about boat ownership. They say, it's always happy when you buy a boat, but your happiest day is when you sell it. There's nothing better than getting that boat out of your name and out of your obligation. This is what I'm hoping. This is a happy day of where we sell these things and it becomes someone else's problem. Please let it be the case. I don't want to see this trolley back out there. So is, are they just doing it for free? Are they paying these maintenance workers? Have they been on the payroll this whole, whole time? There's five maintenance workers. Are they just hiring them for the day? Or have they been sitting around for a year doing nothing, sitting on their hands because there's nothing to maintain? I, you know, I'm curious about that. Is the tax in this Del Mar Loop area specifically going to the workers who are not working? Makes me wonder. Because if I was a maintenance worker and they said, hey, we're going to bring the trolley out. We need you to come work for a day. I would say, you know, I don't work for you anymore. <laughs> what are you talking about? You want me to come joyride this thing with you for a day? No, thanks. No, thanks. You know, I got better things to do than get stuck on it. And then you're going to force me to work on it. Don't want it, any of that. And... What a sad thing, too, the idea of this trolley, all the promises that went into it, all the ideas, the overselling, overpromising, and under-delivering, not a good thing. So you can see that at KMOX.com. Let's 
hope this thing is just being put to rest. Maybe it's driving itself down to the last garage where it'll park for the last time. Remember when they were trying to get their hands on these trolley cars and they said that there's such a demand for these restored cars. It takes so long not only to get them, but to restore them. If we can sell a fully restored car, maybe we can make a little bit of money and they can start repaying or use some of that money to get rid of the lines or whatever it is, the labor that's needed to start demantling this zone. No one wants to spend the $1.2 million to keep this thing going. No one wants that. I mean, anyone that has a vote when it comes to spending, they don't want it. So the riders aren't there. It's, It's not like people are lining up saying, bring back the trolley. I'll ride the trolley. No, even the only time the trolley had any riders on it was the last day before the thing was going to be set to retire. And some people said, oh, I just want to be there for its last ride. And so they jammed people onto it and it <laughs> in classic trolley shape broke down on the last ride. <laughs> oh, man. So find that at KMOX.com. All right. When we come back, there's a few other things I wanted to get to this hour. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to mention a man who got arrested for taking his daughter into a zoo habitat. Why do people think that's a good idea? Why does anyone want to do that? And joining us in the next hour is a publisher of the Trends Journal, and they do this this thing called History Before It Happens. So in the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to have a, a guest on to talk about history before it happens. How do you predict the future events based on current trends. That's always an interesting topic. So we'll get to that too coming up on Overnight America KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. You know, I missed an opportunity when talking about the Delmar Loop trolley to play sound effects. So when I first saw the trolley, I was like, Stop it. And then I was like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I have these two buttons dedicated for those two sound effects. And when I saw it, I immediately thought, stop it. Stop it, please. No more. (laughs) Why are they testing it? What a mystery that needs to be solved. And please don't let it be that they're trying to trot it out and say that, oh, look, it still works. Give us a million dollars, please. Oh, boy. All right. Let's go to Gene, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Ryan. Um, I just wanted to say, have you um, been on the trolley? Yeah, it was it was uh, 50-50. Uh, half the time it was okay. The second half it was terrible. I've, I've, had, I've had some terrible experiences on it. Oh, maybe I really tried another it. chance. Um, well, I, don't group, hope, I hope there is no other chances to give it. In fact, I hope it never comes back. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that because we really, really enjoyed it. We parked at the History Museum, rode it all the way down, um, ate at Fitz's root beer, walked around, got back on the trolley and went all the way back and just had a fantastic day. So and I think if people you- haven't tried it, I think they should give it a chance. St. Louis, I mean, I don't know. We need that kind of stuff around here. Uh, Why 
right, it's cosmetic, sure. But I did the exact same thing. Parked at the History Museum, waited an hour one time for the thing to show up, and it never showed up. That The tough thing is there's no real tracking on it. So any other bus or whatever it is, you, there's an app for it. You can go online and see where the thing is, so you can kind of gauge what time it's going to get to your stop. There's no regular intervals. It's just whenever it shows up, and then it might never show up. Um, I was stuck on it for, I don't know how long it was, over an hour one time where the thing broke down and it was just a giant frustrating thing because there's cars backed up and no one's moving anywhere and they're waiting for a maintenance person to show up and you're just sitting there thinking i'm wasting my time i'm gonna get stranded here there were there were people calling ubers and their friends to come pick them up because they were tired of waiting it was miserable and it was like in the middle of the summer it's 100 degrees out the thing has no air conditioning and you're sitting in this box not moving it was terrible and that happened uh, multiple times that happened to me getting stuck on the thing well, there should be somebody that we could talk to about it because that's ridiculous. I mean, we had it was really, really like I said. I mean, it was enjoyable, very enjoyable. Um, yeah, you're but, rolling the you dice. Know, then if when it's... you have an experience like that, I mean, you know, seriously, who who can we talk to? That's crazy. A lot of people had that experience though. They waited forever and it didn't show up. And uh, you know, you buy a ticket and you're sitting there waiting, and it's a timed deal. And you know, the thing becomes wasted or whatever. And then when you're riding on it, you notice there's not a lot of other people using it too because it's it's more for the experience than it is the transportation. Uh, it's not reliable enough for it to be real mass transportation. But when it worked, it was fun. Sure, I get yeah, that. It's just yeah. rolling the dice. It's a huge. You're going to get stuck. That's the thing. You don't want to get stuck in some place you don't want to get stuck at. Right. Right. Yeah. No. It's it's a beautiful. Um, the cars are gorgeous. Yeah, um, they were. But, they were gorgeous. You know, and I'll like, give credit. The uh, trolley drivers were awesome. You know, whenever I had my son with me, they always offered, hey, do you want to have your son sit up here? We'll take a picture. And yeah, they were always super nice and friendly. There wasn't any deal with that. It's just that the things were so unreliable and you just couldn't expect that it was going to work right. It's it, That was the experience a lot of people had. Huh. Maybe we need to talk to Joe Edwards. He's the one that wants to keep this going, too. So it's like... It's done. Maybe has we got to put a fork it. in it. <laughs> we could... had to put a fork in it. And, you know, even the last day, it was going to be the day before they closed it down. There was the last trolley ride and it was running way late and the thing was packed with people and it broke down on the last night. So that just tells you it's the it's the sign that it was time to say, OK, well, we need to cut our losses. No reason to put more millions of dollars into this thing. I can think of a lot of other ways I'd want to spend a million dollars. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if it's like that, that's a shame. I guess we were just fortunate. We had a great time. I'm you were. We went, went with that experience. It was a good one. So <laughs> I'm glad you did, too. All right. Thanks, Gene. Good to hear from you tonight. That's like if you were to call a taxi and you knew there was a 50-50 shot of the thing breaking down before your destination. And it could be in a spot you don't want to break down, <laughs> not, a, not a, a very safe spot or whatever. Uh, I'm going to pass on that. All right. I'll take something that I know I'm going to get there. <laughs> all right. Well, in the next hour, what are those future trends? Can we predict the future based on the trends? And there is a thing called history before it happens with the trends journal. And his name is Gerald Salenti is going to join us right after the break. He's the publisher of that trends journal. It should be fun. What are the things he's looking at and how is that used to predict the future? You know, it's more of the or less some of the common issues we have in the country. So we'll join him right after the break. It's Overnight America KMOX. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.